So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. I uh, don't know. <laughs> As you might know, I actually do just uh, yeah do the intro quite <laughs> so the intro little section. I do it quite before the actual episode, so I do not actually know what I'm going to talk about in the episode. But I somehow wanted to be like that because it just seems to be high quality, and it seems actually to be like okay, I'm cutting this shit and you know whatsoever. But I'm not. And this is a great thing, because I can record, do everything while the episode, and then I just load up and everything is ready. And everything has a decent quality, and everything is quite enjoyable, I guess. And yeah, um, today we're actually going ahead with the 12 Rules of Life by Peterson, Jordan B. Peterson, again. Uh, so we're going ahead the last time we actually finished a little summary about um, all the rules together. So there was a little summary of the summary of all the rules, um, which was uh, yeah what we've been gone through uh, the last two times. So actually two episodes, two full 30 minutes of these two rules. They are amazing, I guess. Some of them are, are really amazing. Some of them are like, okay, I don't know. The thing that is, uh, which just comes to my mind, is that it's just really mixed up. So there is some some child, uh, so parenting actually, parenting tips in them. And then there's just normal tips about your life and whatsoever. So it is quite mixed up and I guess there, there should therefore maybe even be something for everybody. Which is great. Which is totally great. And now I've seen, to actually show you or not show you because it's not working, uh, always the same shit. Now you can see some, can you even see this? I don't think so, right? I don't... Oh, it's the without window. Ah, great. Oh, it's there. Maybe it's just because I was in the without window section or scene. Um, I'm using OBS, so Open Broadcaster, by the way. It's just an incredible software. It is. And by the way, I actually managed to forget about the podcast. I didn't upload two entire episodes, so actually yesterday... And yeah, today there has to be one, but I actually just, yeah, um, I actually forgot to upload something yesterday. So there's only an episode on the 25th of uh, April, but the 26th there is nothing because I forgot it. And I did never ever just think that I actually could forget these things, but, but it's what it is. And today I'm actually going to cut my hair once again, because yeah. I have to go to some some event, I'd say, and there I just have to have to have, uh, or just people expect me to look a little bit better than I'm looking now. <laughs> um, you know, actually, only because of this reason, I should actually not cut my fucking hair, just to fuck all the people, just to give a fuck about what they're saying and what they're expecting. But yeah, you know, but yeah, when your girlfriend is involved, you do not just yeah act like a dumb fucker. <laughs> Um, uh, actually it seems to be like to actually show you and maybe even as a close-up because there's not often a close-up in the videos um, well no um, so the 12 rules for life actually only cost $16 um, 
which is less than 20 bucks, yeah, as they say, which is, I guess, um, very enormous. You know, I think it's generally, generally speaking, it's pretty enormous how cheap books are, you know, they are really cheap, you know, there aren't too many books that, that are above $30, you know, like in the self-help section and or biographies and whatsoever, there are totally scientific books and, um, yeah, real studies and, you know, whatsoever that are way, 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 um, just more expensive than these $16 or 20 bucks or 30 bucks. Um, yeah, they can cost, cost up to, I guess, I would even say $100 or euros or whatsoever, because they are very, very, very expensive. But, you know, these make sense because it's scientific and, you know, whatsoever. But most often these self-help and self-development books aren't that expensive. But it's just it's just a commitment, you know. Reading through the whole shit and just going through it and taking the time for actually doing this and whatsoever. It is just a commitment and it's just um, quite a lot of time that you're just uh, really um, investing into reading books and whatsoever or listening to books. Um, but yeah. So there are a few comments about the 12 rules of life. Is it even a little bit too small? Actually make it a little bit thinner there so that you can see more of me. Um, wow. Um, should I read the comment? Should I read it? I think it... Okay, I just have to read the last one. Okay. So John Peterson is Christian and he refers to the Bible throughout. But this isn't a religious book. Instead, he argues that because similar tenets underlie a broad range of religions, Christianity, Buddhism and whatsoever, our human struggles are universal. However, 12 Rules for Life is based on faith, by which I mean doesn't it doesn't really so much on data, doesn't rely so much on data, um, as it does on principles that just make sense. The book doesn't use randomized controlled trials to prove not lying to yourself is a good way to improve your life, unlike the data-driven styles of grit or how not to die. But given the complexities in life, not everything can be proven, and often you just have to act according to what your intuition is best. And thus, acting out the 12 rules for life requires a bit of faith. I guess it does. I really guess it does. I, by the way, hope that my PC isn't too loud. I really hope. Uh, the little introduction... Um, not gonna... Um, it seems to be something in there, but I do not want to read it because it's way too much for what we can... Yeah, never mind. I'm gonna read it. So most human crave order and meaning in their existence to deal with the terrifying uncertainty of the world. For much of history, this functional served by religion, which rules handed down by gods and supernatural surveillance of behavior. Historians uh, durant agree with this. Despite differences in the beliefs, they drew uh, on common themes and they need for rules and, and the need for rules and order was universal. The ubiquit, uh, ubiquity of this suggests something biological or evolutionary. The developed world is is moving to greater uh, secularism as a result of scientific explanations of the world's uncertainty, critical thinking around religion and the impracticality of all religions all religions being true at once, so and moral relativism. But there is no scientific code of 
ethics to inherit the, stabili the sta stabilizing role of religion. In the absence of clear rules and a moral compass, people are prone to ni nihilism, existential angst and misery and indulging their instincts. In 12 Rules for Life, Peterson rejects the value of moral relativism, in brackets, that good and evil are subjective opinion, every view is generally acceptable. Which is totally true. And which was actually something that I've been thinking about as well, because it is true, you know. Um, whether something is good or evil or nice or bad or just pretty or not pretty definitely comes up to just how you're viewing it. It definitely does. And um, therefore, I don't know. Therefore, it's very... I, I don't know, you know, I think therefore you can actually just really, um, you can really uh, um, just accept a lot of opinions and a lot of, um, yeah, even judgments of, of people, I guess, because they're seeing the world something or somehow different than you're doing and, and therefore it's somehow acceptable, isn't it? Um, this necessities uh, necessitates tolerance for all ideas to avoid being judgmental and prevents adults from telling young people how to live. This also ignores thousands of years of development of ritual and how to live. In this vacuum, many are drawn to groups and to belief instead because it gives them identity, purpose and a shared code of conduct. It simplifies the world. Um, but groups and the beliefs is susceptible uh, sub, sub, uh, to crop psychology and escalating extremist behavior, with individuals suppressing dissent for fear of backlash. It also makes conflict with other groups inviolable. For decades, Patterson was flummoxed by the question of the Cold War. How could people risk world construction for the belief system? He concluded that people adopt shared belief to avoid negative emotions spurred by chaos and are willing to fight to protect something that saves them from such terror. Ideologies are defined as simple ideas distinguished as science or uh, philosophy that are uh, unsatisfactorily uh, simplistic and explanations for the complexity of existence. Instead, Peterson chooses to focus on individual responsibility. The central tenets are take responsibility for your own life, walk the line between order and chaos where life is stable enough but also unpredictable enough to prove growth. The classic hero must give up something to be reborn and meet a great challenge. Acknowledge that life is suffering. Your goal is to make progress to avoid suffering. In terms of progress, um, which also is somehow like achievement, uh, which is actually something that I've been, been, been watching today about. Um, it was somehow, I think it was a training from Tony Robbins, but because it wasn't a speech, I guess, because there were two less people in the room. So I guess it was a training and uh, he was talking about the um, actual two essential things that you, two essential things that you need in your life um, to actually be happy somehow. But it's, it's very difficult to actually kind of validate that for me. Um, but I'm going to just, you know, uh, yeah, give you my points afterwards. So um, he said that you actually just only need fulfillment which is the science, I know the art of fulfillment and the science of achievement. Why science and art? Because art is something that, you know, there is no plan to. So art is something everybody does differently, you know. There are this 
these artists that might be doing cubism and then are the just real life drawing artists. But science is something that people have just known or understood, which is the same with your body. You know, there are some really essential and just proven ways to, yeah, I don't know, just to build up muscle and to just stay healthy and whatsoever, you know, because it's scientific. But art is not. Art, there's, there's nothing about art that somebody has just, you know, found out or, you know, whatsoever. Um, and so you only need those, those two things, which seems to make your life just great and happy and whatsoever. But the thing is, can you even be happy um, without being fulfilled and without having anything achieved? You know, I'm quite, quite questioning it like, you know, vice versa. Which means that if you're just saying, like, you know, the only thing you need in your life is being happy, which then means that you're automatically fulfilled and also you've achieved something. Because without those two things, you wouldn't be happy as well. Like, you know, it's just a form of definition or just a, a question of definition. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so, um, but the, the thing is, in terms of um, achievement, there's also progress. You know, you do just have to progress to achieve something, you know. And this is just what came to my mind where I just, you know, yeah, read that um, that uh, progress is actually pretty important for what you're doing in life or for actually being happy with what you're doing in your life or with your life in general. And I do just reminded myself that I actually have to turn off everything that we are not getting, getting disturbed here in the episode. Um, where did I stop? So, um, individual responsibility. Uh, so take responsibility for your own life. Walk the line between all and case where life is stable enough to, to enough, but also unpredictable enough to provoke growth. The classic hero must give up something to be reborn and meet a great challenge. Acknowledge that life is suffering. The goal is to make progress to avoid suffering. Typical overprotective adults avoid discussion discussing suffering with their children with the hope that it will protect them from it. If we live properly, we would be resistant to the pains of existence and to the enticing lures of empty ideologies promising safety. And that Peterson's 20 rules, 12 rules for life, uh, have hit such a, such a court support, the first assertion that most people craved, crave order and structure. So this was quite the introduction. I left out something and if you are just willing to read through it, it's just above the introduction about the, yeah, the small introduction that I went just through um, because I found like it's it's not something that's that's quite important. Um, go to the alanchang.com website and hit up the 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. And then you can read it on yourself, which is totally something um, good to do as well. Um, if you might not understand everything in the audio version or if you just, I don't know, if you don't believe me that I'm actually going through everything. But most of the time I'm actually going through everything in the millionaire interviews. I'm not because sometimes there's just a lot of fluff, like some, some shit you just don't need or I at least think you don't need. But if you're interested in, in all the just uh, yeah millionaire interviews that I've gone through up to now, then go to the esimoney.com website. I'm actually not somehow affiliated to them. I get not paid by them. It's just because I like these websites. I just think that you can get a lot out of these. And this is the reason why I suggest them to you. 
Um, but I think we just start with rule one. And rule one is stand up straight with your shoulders back. Um, which is also basically the number one or the rule one from the real small. Uh, it's actually very, very long. Wow. It actually is fucking long. So yeah. Um, this, by the way, going to be a very, very, very long. Uh, yeah. Very long book summary, I guess. So stand up straight with your shoulders back. Inequality of ability occurs through natural variation and those higher inability to command greater resources. Which means, I don't know, but um, higher position in social hierarchy, yeah, it makes sense. You know, those people who are higher in position in social hierarchy um, do just have more leverage and do just have higher abilities and do just can get to more things. I guess, I think, because... It's it's something about status, isn't it? You know, um, a lot of people crave for status, which is um, which is something that uh, Safgodin always just um, talks about. Not not like always, but often, <laughs> you know, and um, which is interesting, you know, and which is totally true. You know, this is the 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 quite the only reason, one of the only reasons. Um, why people actually buy themselves just luxurious cars, you know, it's just about status, and it's just about just showing people even unconsciously, I do not really want to say that everyone who is driving a car, like a Ferrari, or whatsoever, just does it because for the status, or just he thinks like, yeah, other people will know that I'm so fucking rich, and this just makes me feel good about me, I really don't want to say this, you know, there are just a lot of people as well that just like the cars and or like the design or just like the speed or they just need the speed somehow. And But often it's just status that people actually buy themselves luxurious goods, it doesn't always have to be cars because they know that people view them differently then. And and yeah, so it's then... Um, and it's, isn't it also just like... Um, if you're higher in position, the chances are higher that you just get friends and whatsoever because nobody wants to just uh, drop their status, which is also something that um, that Seth Godin is talking about, especially in the book This Is Marketing, which is somehow a contradiction, isn't it? You know, um, no, it isn't because you can just you know use these rules of the rules, quote unquote rules, of um, of 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 uh, status to actually market things and to just really know okay how you're gonna market them um, but yeah just hanging out with people in higher uh, of higher position in the social hierarchy I think just is better than just you know hanging out with or hanging around actually with uh, somebody who is really really low in the social hierarchy but yeah so more advantages advantages home locations more reproductive interest from higher quality mates and more corporate cooperation with peers and subordinates so inequality of ability occurs through natural variation and those higher in ability command greater resources like higher position social hierarchy more advantages home locations and whatsoever Recognizing your position in the social hierarchy, signaling it and competing for position are deeply evolved biological behaviors. Its uh, commonality, its commonality in species as diversion from us as crawfish suggests that it was, which is now in bold, which seems to be important, that it was strongly selected for in natural selection very early in life and has a very functional role. Um, so two, which is 
quite a great example, but I guess they've given it uh, in the small summary as well, but it's still interesting. So two stranger lobsters placed in the same tank will within 30 minutes determine the dominant and the subordinate lobster. The subsequent behaviors match their position, one, uh, one strutting claws in the air, like, you know, I'm the best, I am just the biggest one, I am just the one who has the leverage, and I'm the one who is just higher in the hierarchy. And the other one just, I guess, and it's also what they say, the claws are down, the body language just, the body language of the lobster just says, okay, I'm the subordinate, I'm the one who is dominated, who is being dominated by the other one, you know. And um, it is basically the same thing with people as well, um, which is what he wants to say, that if you really just... Um, yeah, and I thought about it. I thought about it and it somehow actually makes sense. Yeah, um, that, you know, if you're sitting like really straight and you're just being in a position that you just look and feel, um, which is just then the same somehow, um, very confident, very like just, yeah, you're powerful and, you know, whatsoever, then people also view view you like this and will and will truly just treat you differently. Because it's... I guess, I guess, and it's my opinion, I guess it's just, just subconscious. Like, you know, if I'm standing like this, and I'm just, for the YouTube videos, this is just a little bit of uh, an advantage. If I'm just, you know, sitting like this with a straight back, my chest pumped out, I'm just, you know, having, um, maybe just take a lot of room by actually extending my arms, which is also something like, okay, just come at me. Like, you know, I have power, I'm confident, I know. And it... I guess, and I really think it is, people will just treat me different than when I'm just like, yeah, like just my my just legs narrow together, um, I round back, just really looking like I'm crippled by my life, I'm just fucked up, like, you know, I'm just, I do not want to say shy, because shy doesn't mean that you're just, you know, sitting like this and you're just acting like this, or your body language is like this, totally not, but um, like just kind of crippled, really kind of crippled, You're crippled by your life or, you know, by whomever or by whatever, just, like, I guess, you know, it just feels for me like, you know, people will totally just treat you differently than if you're just not being arrogant, but being confident and seeming confident. But yeah, this is just what I think. Um, and it would also make sense for me. It would really does... Makes sense for me. So the function of the signaling and recognition behavior is to distribute scarce resources between individuals without the need for costly conflict. Consider the confrontation between two lobsters sizing each other up. At each stage in, con in, a, in conflict, a lobster may yield and opt for subordinates. Failing this, the conflict escalates. Totally. Then they're gonna fight, I guess. You know, if there isn't someone who is just playing or just... Uh, viewing himself as the subordinate, then there's gonna be an escalation. Makes sense, you know, because they both are the same dominance or have the same dominance and seem to have the same hierarchy, but it shouldn't be the case, you know, because everybody of them wants to be the, the higher one or the more, the more dominant one. Um, so first, the lobster examine each other's claw and body size and secret chemicals indicate their health, size and mood. Failing this, the lobster may face off, making threatening advances to one and to one another. Failing this, the lobster wrestle, trying to flip the other, which then means, um, which is quite, 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 um, quite normal, I guess, in 
in just in the animal world, which also just leads me to the thought that it's it is also just very very common in our world. I'm like giraffes are also fighting each other it looks very funny i just have to you you have to watch the video about it this really looks funny it it just really does i can't help myself it really is funny because they actually hit themselves with their fucking head and you just have to think about it it's like i don't know something like uh, your belt like if you're just you know kind of throwing your your belt like forward and it's just clapping you know it's just the same thing because their neck is so fucking long it really looks funny but uh, <laughs> um, and and I guess you know they just you know fight each other and somehow um, one of them loses and how someone loses is just up to their rules. Lobsters might just you know kind of lose through being on their back because they can't move or something else. The giraffes, I guess, um, when they're falling down, so when someone of them hits the ground, I think the one has just lost. I guess I don't remember. I've once uh, watched a video, or I think no, it was a movie. It was a movie. Um, just some animal documentary stuff. It's very interesting. Very interesting. But um, but yeah. Um, so failing this. So if they even not stop with this, and the lobster engage in physical 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 combat using claws to damage body parts. Similar animal behaviors. Defeated wolves will roll over and expose their throats. Which means like, you can kill me. You have the leverage. You are the more dominant one. You are the more powerful one. Which is, by the way, the same th- same thing with, with women as well. If women, or if a girl, or a woman, whatever, um, if they show the neck to you, it really means that they are just uh, enjoying your uh, you being by them. There's a better word I know, but a company. They enjoy your company because, and they just want to like maybe more. Because when they're exposing their fucking throat, it just means, okay, I know you could kill me, but I'm trusting in you and I trust you that you're not doing it. And which means, okay, you can't come nearer to me. You can do it. You can just be close to me. Because if someone is really just, you know, showing the throat to someone, but I don't know if it is really like, uh, so, uh, so, so, so obvious, you know, so obvious, right? And, um, but yeah, but also elk will wrestle with horns. And I guess it's, it's often like this. So females let the males, males sort themselves out into a hierarchy, then choose the best individual to mate with. In 12 Rules for Life, Peterson adds a point about the archetypal romance of the large, powerful, aggressive male is subdued and charmed by the female. Uh, for example, beauty and the beast. Okay. So this social behavior is useful for individual fitness, even if one ends up being subordinate and thus can be selected for in evolution. Ah, I see. You know, I, I guess, if I'm just understanding this right, a woman just... There will always be a woman for a man. Like, or a, a, a female wolf or a male wolf. Whether it be the... Uh, whether he being in the highest height of the hierarchy or not. There will always be just someone um, choosing him, I guess. Because they say females let the males sort themselves out into hierarchy and then choose the best individual to mate with. It's not like, I guess it's not about the hierarchy. You know, it truly is about the hierarchy sometimes. But isn't there female hierarchy as well? Hmm. I don't fucking know. 
Ah, fucking know. So consider an average lobster that refused to def defer to any lobster. In some cases it would actually be superior and the other lobster would back off, but sometimes it would have its bluff called by a stronger lobster and it would be injured or killed. So consider an average lobster that refused to defer, defer, what does that mean? Uh, okay. So likewise, a supreme alpha lobster would rather avoid conflict since injury could allow an inferior third lobster to opportunize. It also doesn't necessarily want to kill submissive individuals since they could be useful partners later. Makes sense. Really makes sense. So from a group perspective, if ability is concentrated unequally and if a group is best served by following the unequal good people, then the hierarchies are useful. So from a group perspective, if ability is concentrated equally, unequally, and if a group is best served by following the unequally good people, then hierarchy is useful or hierarchies are useful. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, if everybody would have the same abilities and the same just skills and whatever, a hierarchy wouldn't just make sense because everybody is the same and everybody just has the same abilities or somehow the same abilities. But if the skills and the abilities and whatever are so unequal that there is just the best one, then it makes sense that there is a hierarchy. It makes sense. Um, the neurotransmitter serotonin is is thought to be the internal mediator of social status. If you feel or are dominant in status, more serotonin circulates in your bloodstream. Threat leaders have higher serotonin levels than members. Submissive lobsters have a physio phys physiologically, psychologically, no, it's phys physiologically, what the fucking, you know what I mean, uh, different serotonin circuits then potentiate differently. Administ administering SSRIs, uh, antidepressants, uh, to lobsters make them adopt the dominant body posture and fight longer before retreating. Antidepressants. Antidepressants. Wow. Is it the same with us then? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This could make this could totally make sense, you know. I guess, and I'm just assuming now. I don't actually know. Um, people who are depressed often do not show the just most confident and most dominant body gesture or body just posture. Sorry, posture. Does this mean that antidepressants are actually just that they are just you know hiring up? Like high, like I'm high, you are low, and whatever, hiring up or boosting your uh, serotonin levels so that you actually just choose um, other body postures. Body postures. This this would be great. I just really like to know this right now, even though I don't know if this is something I can use somewhere, but it's very interesting. If an alpha male, if an alpha male is removed from a group and a new male given prosec inserted the prosec male becomes the new alpha consistently what is a prosec trademark flu floxidurn so if an alpha male is re is removed from a group and a new male given prosec inserted the prosec seems to be some kind of a chemical or some sort of a uh, yeah 
drug or whatsoever, the prosec male becomes a new alpha consist consistently. Serotonin also seems to improve pro-social behavior and reduces aggression. Makes sense since high-status people have much to lose with violence, while low-status ones do not. Makes sense. Really? Does this also mean, because I'm in general a pretty aggressive person. I am just. Does this first of all mean that I'm low of status? And does this also mean, which is yeah, nothing to, to, to just worry about for me, um, because I know I'm, I'm great. <laughs> no joke, but but you know what I mean. Um, does this then mean that if I'm choosing another body posture, that I'm actually getting less violent? And that I'm all, only getting violent when I'm just somehow feeling that my, my just position is somehow uh, weak or getting weaker by another person? What do you say? What do you say? And this, with this question, I really want to end the episode. It's just incredible. What's in this book? I really, I really love, I really love it. I really enjoy those things. I really do. Would be nice to know what, what category or what just genre of, of knowledge that is, quite. Is this human just physiology or psychology? Is it this? I don't know. But yeah, um, with this being said, I hope you have the best day and i uh, hope you get the best wealth health happiness and success but please do remember uh, how you are going to be remembered and so maybe giving back to the people even though they have given you nothing might be a great idea and with that being said hope you have a wonderful day and i see you tomorrow